Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about films that have gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind over time. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is my incredibly articulate, incredibly handsome, incredibly hilarious co-host, David William Rogers. Hello. Bumba clad boy right down <laughs> by the beach. <laughs> oh, fuck. He already went there. David What's William Rogers. On, Paris, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's just the two yeah, of us tonight. Um which is exciting because I love when we get to just dive into the films. Oh, and yeah. this is a David William Rogers selection. David William Rogers, what mm-hmm. film are we doing this eve? The film this eve is Half-Baked, 19, ah. 1998. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Tamara Davis, and it was written by Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan. So... Yes. They both also wrote together a little bit later on on the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. So, and they're both really good stand-up comedians. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of them before. I Dave's definitely have heard really of Dave, Dave Chappelle. Popular guy. Neil yeah. Brennan, I hadn't, but when I dived into like his history, very funny guy. And he actually yeah. has a little cameo in this film. In this movie, yeah. He does. Okay, good. So you know about it. Um, which I love. I love when writers get to put themselves in front of the camera like, as a writer myself. I think it'd be funny to be in a couple of little things. Um, as yeah. you should. Yeah. Had, had you seen this movie before? Dude, I had not even heard of this what? movie before you suggested it. Listen, you know, I had a strange childhood. I grew up missing a lot of pop culture. But when I dived into this film, I realized that it has like such a cult following, right? Yeah. And I was watching it, and my partner, who, like, sometimes will watch the movies with me, sometimes he won't, he was like, oh, you guys are doing Half-Baked? He's like, this movie, I loved this movie when I was a kid. So, clearly, you had seen it before. Yeah, I'd probably, it's probably getting near 20 times, because similar to how this movie starts, that's how my kind of weed journey started. Wow, tell me. So, you were, like, a kid, you and your friends tried it? So, I started smoking weed the weeds the marijuana smokes probably gotcha. eighth grade oh wow yeah so my older brother started me smoking huh. um it was a really weird like we smoked it like on a like a thimble basically or a pin and oh. you put a little nug on a pin and we just kind of like lit it up we were very amateur smokers at that time yeah and then he had me do like a gravity bung once but the the time i got the most high me and my buddy adam at his place i stole some weed from my brother and we smoked and I was out of my mind. We <laughs> ate like a couple boxes of cereal, Pop-Tarts. Um, for like 10 minutes there, I thought the FBI was going to come crashing <laughs> oh, in. Oh, no. Right? Because it's the first time getting high and you get, I got a little paranoid. Like, this is bad. This is bad. Um, but it was pretty much like the opening scene in this. We were mm-hmm. in middle school. They were probably eighth, ninth grade when they first mm-hmm. started smoking. And it was just like snacks and like geeking out stuff like that damn damn okay interesting so there was like a personal connection to this film Mm -hmm. really so we used to watch it all the time in eighth grade Mm. freshman year because we were kind of stoners at that time or i was in my life with that group of friends and same with these guys so when was the first time you ever smoked well as an immigrant to this fine country in america where uh this 
substance is not federally legalized. I have actually never tried marijuana, but I heard of a friend, a very close friend, <laughs> who tried it for the first time in edible form um, and ate some chocolate and went to a uh, a live improv show and uh, laughed hysterically, but also like thought she was on stage at the same time <laughs> as the, uh, and this close friend did it um, with her boyfriend who also incidentally has the same name as my boyfriend, Scott. Oh, really? And, and a friend who was visiting from Australia named Liv, and Liv had bought this edible chocolate, and we didn't think it was working, of course, classic noob mistake, mm-hmm. and uh, ate it and went to this live show. And I, I'll never forget, there was like a sketch where they were clapping on stage, and Scott, so I'm told, uh, was also clapping, thinking that it was like a time to clap. And, you know, these people <laughs> that I know very closely were laughing hysterically, and everybody in the theater thought it was great, and that they were just like loving the show, but actually they were just high out of their minds. <laughs> and from what I've heard, Liv had to leave, uh, just stood up randomly in the middle of this one sketch and left. And um, my friends thought she had gone to the bathroom, but actually she just had to bail and was in a taxi and was like gone. Oh, wow. um, so, so I think that was. Your, a... Was that friend's name Maris? Yes, Maris. Um, yeah. Maris Merbit Mailer. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, this. And then actually, I'm just remembering she told me this other story that might have predated this other story where she accidentally ate too many gummy worms and then went on a terrible Tinder date. And. Um, oh, wow. And felt like she was being sucked under a wave and then just bounced from this uh, date. It was like she'd invited she'd invited <laughs> this date to like a like a networking thing, just like a two birds, one stone type situation. Yeah. And um, and I heard Maris just like bailed and this guy like hated her. And, <laughs> you know, she was super high. And did she it just all just go. hit you all at once? I mean, Maris, I, that's what I heard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maris. Yeah, yeah I, she definitely I did similar. I was she, da- going on a date with uh, I was dating a trainer at my gym. And she came over. I was cleaning. It was like March Madness. I made brownies. I had a couple roommates that um, dabbled in the weed culture as well. Mm-hmm. And they would give me like, every time they got a new strain, they're like, oh, try a little bit of this, try a mm-hmm. little bit of that. And I just had like a little one hitter. It's so like Mau- compi- Maui Wowie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gold Rush or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I compiled all those, put them in a pan with some butter, like low heat, melted the butter, made like weed butter, right? Made brownies. And I wasn't going to touch them. Had a date. And I was like, oh, cutting them up, just a little bite. And I had a corner piece. And what I didn't realize is that the plate I used or the dish was like raised in the middle. So all the butter went to the corners. Oh, dear. I sat down for like an hour watching basketball. (laughs) I stood up and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so high right now. And we went to see improv. And I was just blasted out of my mind. And I told her when we got there, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm so high right now. She's like, oh, why don't you tell me? I would have took some too. Yeah. No, I remember Maris <laughs> telling me that there was this one girl in the improv team that like had really interesting hair. And she kept turning to her partner, Scott, being like, you have to tell me if that hair is real. Because she was like freaked <laughs> out. And then I heard that she actually ended up meeting that girl and had a coffee with her and was like, and she's a lovely girl, very big in the comedy scene in in LA and uh, she was like, oh fuck. I, she literally thought that this girl's hair was snakes from the from back. So, yeah, like you know, it happens. But Does anyway. Maris, did Maris ever smoke weed or is she always I believe edibles? Maris has smoked weed. I believe Maris okay. is really bad and coughs a lot. And I believe yeah. some, of, some of Maris's closest friends are big um, pot smokers and can like okay. really, can really hang and she can't. And she's yeah. definitely been to um, some gatherings with her friends where you know, everybody's really cool and is passing around a joint. And that seems weird now, post-COVID. Like, would yeah. you take a joint from some... I don't know if I would. I mean, the, I think Maris, the, T- I... the THC will kill it. That's, yeah, uh... <laughs> that's right. 
I still ain't, have ain't no delta here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, TM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but okay, so but what's this movie about, David? So I mean, it's about a group of people. Oh, mm-hmm. so synopsis is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Kicked it to me. Well done. Um, mm-hmm. So you got you got this guy, right? He's a master of the custodial arts or a janitor, mm-hmm. if you want to be a dick about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is. He and his boys, we open up, it's like him in eighth grade, and they try weed for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, four of them. So they try it, they fall in love with it, um, and they find their fifth friend, marijuana. They all live together in New York, and they're working these little odd jobs. Dave Chappelle, who's third good janitor, his boy Scarface, works in a restaurant. Um, Jim uh, Brewer, Brian, works in a record store. Mm-hmm. And Harlan Williams, who plays Kenny, is a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. So they smoke one day. Um, it's Kenny's turn to go get the snacks. He gets a bunch of them, finds a horse <laughs> sitting on the side of the road. A police horse, yeah. Police horse, yes. I was getting to that. He, he, <laughs> he feeds this horse like two pizzas, like two grocery bags full of snacks. And the cop comes up. It's like, God damn it. That horse is a diabetic. This thing's laying on its side. And he's, <laughs> the cop's trying to give it CPR. Kenny's like, oh, no, butternuts. And the cop's like, it's butter stuff. Say it. So he goes to jail. The boy's got to come up with 100 grand to bail him out. So mm. what happens is through all of this, um, they find out Thurgood actually works at a pharmacy where he, he can get weed from janitors. All he's got to do is steal some slip signs or some uh, notepads forge them go get some weed they start selling it they run into another drug dealer who's upset with what they're doing he's played by clarence williams who's another amazing actor and they just get into a bunch of stuff and it's hilarious something i watched growing up Mm -hmm. and i am very excited to see how you feel about this movie well i what right off the bat like this is a big thing okay so this movie's 1998 so it's 30 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 years ago, let's say, around about um, 20-something. Good math, Paris. Good math. Um, <laughs> and now we live in California and weed is legal, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of this movie is that, like, they create this business where they're, like, drug dealers that are bringing weed to you, right? And it's still kind of underground and they, like, get in trouble and, like, then they get, like, caught by the feds, I think, and then they sort of do a deal I mean, obviously, 2021, the year we live in right now, marijuana is legal in California and a bunch of states. And so mm-hmm. for me, the first thing right away that I noticed is like, you know, we have, I Googled it, over 40,000 people incarcerated for marijuana style, mm-hmm. uh, marijuana related crimes. And, you know, what they're kind of joking about, like this service that they would bring to people's homes, like this weed, we have that, like we've We've got Ease, we've got um, Amuse, we've got all these apps that you can literally now, you know, type in like what you want, edibles, drinks, like marijuana, like cannabis, it comes in everything now. And people are getting rich. People, I saw it's 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 between 60 and $70 million revenue. Um, I think it's that. Hopefully it's not billion. Uh, No, it's billion. It is billion. Yeah, it's probably billion. 60 to $70 billion um, in revenue this year alone in 2020. And we've still got people in jail for this for, crime. For marijuana and nonviolent crime. So right. they need to open the doors and let anybody who's in jail, incarcerated mm-hmm. or otherwise, for nonviolent, just marijuana possession or mm-hmm. selling it, whatever mm-hmm. they were doing, like who gives a shit at mm-hmm. the time? I don't care if they're flipping, you know, 
30 pounds of weed at the time. Yeah. And if they didn't do anything nonviolent and it was just selling weed, they should let them walk on time served or whoever just, you know, stop and, locking people up. Because a lot and, of brown and black people yes. got over-incarcerated because they were policing in those communities, pat-downs, yes. someone finds a joint, it's a legal substance, schedule just, one, and then they go to... They isn't go to that crazy it. now that we can, like, we, you know, and I, I saw someone said it, and I don't know who said it, so I credit this person, but it was like when we are walking into stores that look like Apple stores to buy weed... Mm. it's time time to let those people go because you know i can just think from where you know david and i live really close to each other even near us i can think within the one mile or two mile radius of our houses there's probably like seven weed stores and they've all got like these vibes and it's like you walk in and they call them bud tenders and you can buy literally like breath mints drinks uh chocolate gummies like you can just buy the bud you can buy vapes like it's become such a joints exactly anything you want and so, and then to have this this film, which is based on the concept of like them having to steal it, like it is a funny premise, but there's a part of me that is like struggling to be like, man, like, you know, we we live in this world where this substance, which is grown in the ground and is very much like a nonviolent drug is, yeah. you know, criminalized and they have to be so shady in the film and they still have to be shady in places in the world. Like Australia, it's not legal. Um, you know, certain states in America, I know it's not legal. So well, very a lot interesting. Of that, a lot of other countries followed us that way because mm-hmm. we schedule one it, which makes it, it's like as worse or as, as worse, heroin, um, right? as heroin, right? As a schedule one um, banned substance. And we had a war on marijuana, basically. And other countries followed suit mm-hmm. after that because we made such a push for it. So it, it is just ridiculous. Um yeah, where it is, but it's it's good that we're going in this direction. Hopefully, under this administration or the next one, it becomes federally legal. Because, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically people are getting rich off it. They're making money on tax revenue. Yeah, which is fucked up. That that's the reason um, they're t- taking a look at it. But there are some medical um, reasoning to behind it. So there's medical marijuana, yeah, CBD, hemp, all these things that they're finding can do anti-inflammation and also it's it's healing too like i've seen people talk about like cbd oil for you know scars and they the scar disappears like there's so much about this plant that we don't know and i mean listen my brother is had was a previously like a bit of a stoner and i remember i was like very afraid of drugs until i was probably 30 to be honest i went through like kind of a a late in life like crisis revolution type situation for myself not that i've ever done anything to be honest with you if you ask me to my face but you know and and so like you know my brother was like making the brownies and doing all of this and like i think there was a stigma attached to being like a stoner a pothead and this movie kind of plays into it but now like almost every single person i know is like winding down the night with like maybe a glass of wine and an edible or a yeah. you know has a pen that they hit occasionally or has thc oils that they rub in or you know yeah. we we give cbd treats to the dogs you yeah. know and it's a huge market i take cbd to to sleep sometimes mm-hmm. and it's instead it's of melatonin our parents use melatonin we yeah, have cbd too much melatonin probably is not the greatest for mm-hmm. you and but they even have um 
place where I get my CBD from has options for CBD gummies with melatonin in it. Interesting. Too. Yeah, exactly. So there's all these different markets emerging from this, a lot yeah. of revenue. But yeah, they should definitely let these people out. And in the film, for. and in the film, you know, like they have to act like such shady characters and like because we all had to at that time. Yeah. Because right? it was illegal. We had mm-hmm. to sneak out. We went. I remember one semester or one quarter I took all my exams high and we went and smoked and I just smoked way too much at my buddy's house come back for an exam wrote like abacadabra just like (laughs) A-C-B-A-C you know what I mean all the way down and passed out uh, for like the next hour for the exam not the most ideal student at that time but yeah we had to sneak around we had to smoke like out of tinfoil handmade like milk carton jugs or an apple me and my buddy used to stay at his grandma's house in the summer for like a week and we go out in the woods and smoke out of an apple wow ride bikes afterwards the macgyver smoker is a very handy guy to have around especially when it comes to reefer hey man we're out of papers all right, then get me a toilet paper roll, a corkscrew, and some tin foil. We don't have a corkscrew. All right, then get me an avocado, an ice pick, and my snorkel. Trust me, bro, I've made bombs with less. Hurry up. Yeah, so it's it was kind of like, you guys, you got to be in the shadows, basically. And now there's companies that have like these weed shops that have magazines yeah, and they're pushing the narrative, which I really like. It's like, this is a, this is a mom that smokes weed. This is a doctor that smokes weed. This is a physician. This is a teacher that takes edibles. And these magazines are like printed with these stories of everyday people. And this is why they use it. And it's beneficial for them. There's still such a stigma around it. And like, I'm thinking about Shikari Richards, who's like this incredible runner in the U S and she, unfortunately found out from a journalist that her birth mother had died. If you don't know who Shikari Richards is, I recommend you Google her because she's an incredible athlete and I totally stand behind her. And she found out that her mother, her birth mother had passed in an interview after a race, which is completely fucked up. And then she smoked a little weed to calm down. She had anxiety, which Mm. by the way, that is so accepted now, you know, people who, you know, you don't have to be a stoner or quote unquote stoner to do that anymore. She just had some to like lower her anxiety. And then she was kicked out of the Olympics because of testing positive for this drug, which for all intents and purposes, if you can still win a race while you're like my friend Maris, like when she takes marijuana, like all she wants to do is eat in the house, you know, and go to sleep. So, but I also think like moving it back to this film, there is this interesting like perception of these guys like they're no hopers. They like have a guy living on their couch. They all wear tie dye. Mm. They are kind of like wastrels, right? Well, it's like they, they don't all wear tie dye. It's and this okay. is one of the questions I was going to ask. Yeah, you. Like, tell me which one. But you said you've never really been a total stoner, right? right? Okay, so there are people like this that are total stoners yeah. like that. I went to high school. I was one of them for a little bit. I went to high school with a bunch of them. And I was just going to think, like, which one do you mostly relate to? I mean, I guess the um, the guy who goes to jail for giving the snacks Kenny? to the horse. Yeah. That is something that I would so do. <laughs> also, I loved that he, like, got all these snacks. I, I mean, I literally was watching this movie and I was like, man, I want those snacks. You know, he's got the two yeah. pizzas, he's got all these, like, Cheetos and, fun, you know, Funyuns. Yeah. I relate to that. And it's been really hard during the pandemic to not put on, like, even more weight than we have from being depressed. Because it's like you're home. <laughs> You, your friend Maris takes an edible and then she eats everything in the in the house. Um, 
But yeah, what about you? Which one do you most relate uh, to? It's probably probably mostly Thurgood. Okay. Um, with maybe like dabs of. Uh, <laughs> I I'm really drawn to Jim Brewer's character Brian. Okay. Yeah. He's just like the quintessential stoner. Yeah. That Happy. Pe- that exactly. Just what's up, man? You know, like bro out. And some of I was taking some screenshots or uh, pictures while I was watching of just his face. Yeah. In some scenes, and you could definitely tell he was high as hell. In real in life. Some, in real life. Oh my god. While they were shooting. You just know the look. Yeah. Because I there's well, one I, scene with Snoop where Snoop was actually smoking weed for real. That's and what I they read. They say that that was the only time, but that doesn't mean they weren't smoking behind closed doors or that morning or before a scene or a shoot. Um, They just weren't smoking real weed on set while around the crew. But doesn't mean they weren't high. Because I was seeing, yeah, they they used um, nicotine or something like that. Yeah, they were using weed. For the smoking, I'm right. sorry, tobacco. For tobacco, the tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't actually weed. Um, but you're right; they probably were. I mean, Snoop Dogg. Uh, I worked for an events company for a while, and uh, he was coming out to Cannes, and I remember it was like the rider was like everything you can imagine for Snoop Dogg. Like, I mean, his character is who he is in real life, right? Like, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one thing as well about this film. It has so many cameos. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It's got. Um, uh, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. It's got John Stewart. It's got Bob Saget. It's got um, Tracy Morgan. Tracy it's got Morgan. Snoop. It's like, yeah. I feel like every five minutes in this um, film, you're just like, who is this? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Kent, not Kenny. Um, the country singer. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Damn. Smokey Robinson? No. no. <laughs> Smokey Robinson isn't a country <laughs> singer. <laughs> I'm getting confused. His um, name is Smokey. I figured that was yeah, who it was. Um, did you say John Stewart? I did, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he was one of the funniest people as uh, it enhancement smokers. Did you ever see the back of a $20 bill, man? No, I don't know, yo. Did you ever see the back of a $20 bill on weed? Oh, there's some weird shit in there, man. There's a dude... Sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. What? Yeah. Oh, Willie Nelson. That's Willie Nelson. Yeah. You know, when we talk about cult classics, yeah. that's when you get in a group of people and somebody says a line from a movie and then everybody around just starts quoting stuff. So this is one of like probably one of the most quoted movies in my friend group and then other situations I've been in. Right. Yeah. So like I had uh, like a new newer sales rep and he quotes this stuff. He's like, oh, some son, same son. And from that scene where um, he, uh, Mr. Nice Guy, right, gets a call from Samson, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, I want to talk to Mr. Nice Guy, and Dave Chappelle goes, emergency breakthrough. <laughs> he's like, it's Sheila, <laughs> Mama fell. He's like, shut up, bitch. Yeah. Oh my God, that like scene geeks me out so hard. There's also <laughs> the the one scene that I've always quoted, which I didn't even know where this where it came from was. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. you. Yeah, I've seen that so many times. Which Neil Brennan's in that scene. Mm -hmm. He's on the... He's the guy at the cash register, register, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this film definitely seems quotable. It's interesting to note that it flopped massively, um, even though it still made 18... I think it made $18 million. Did you see what it opened up with? No, tell me. So uh, I watched the interview with uh, Neil Brennan, and Mm -hmm. he and I saw... 
Dave didn't like this movie as a whole. It really? wasn't what they wanted. So like Chappelle was like 25 when he shot this. Damn. And um, so what they were saying is they kind of got steamrolled by the studio. Mm. So they had the movie. Um, it wasn't all everything they written. And the studio was like, this, these are the people that's going to be in it. This oh. is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And they were like, oh, fuck. And he said they didn't know which like battles to fight at that time. Because he was, was like only 25. Oh, my God. Yeah, I so, was an idiot at 25. Like Exactly. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's great that they were getting greenlit to make a film like this mm-hmm. um but they opened up against titanic was in its third oh week. i did see, yeah goodwill hunting golden eye so there were some other movies and at the time are parents going to take their kids to see a pop movie no probably not no but like kids will like and that's the thing like i read that this movie tore neil and dave apart a little bit because um it just didn't do well, and that's like stressful thing. So I believe it opened with seventeen million dollars. It was made for eight, which, if I'm a filmmaker, that seems like a lot, you know. And I think nowadays with streaming, the box office take obviously doesn't mean as much. It's more about eyeballs and and mm-hmm. other sort of metrics. But it was a very stressful process, I believe. And I also, I will say though, like you know, you you mentioned the battles that they had to fight, but like. The director of this film was drawn into the film because of the first 10 pages. I read that she didn't read past the first 10 pages. Yeah, she was in after she, was after in. she saw the opening and scene. And then they basically. wanted to cut it. And she was like, no, you know, yeah. because having kids get high, obviously, is like not really a great first opening scene. <laughs> it's but hilarious. It works, and, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that was like my story. So I was kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's relatable <laughs> because I think a lot of kids are experimental and they don't know what the fuck they're doing and they don't yeah. know how much to smoke and and you shouldn't you should wait till your like brain is fully developed your brain is not fully developed at this time yeah exactly so i I shouldn't have done it but i do think it's worth a conversation you know like if our parents were open about what it is and i i'm sure like our children will have a different experience because it has entered the mainstream so much but like your parents smoke I don't think so. Oh, my my uh, my dad had like hair down to his butt. There's pictures oh. of him with like huge weed plants. Uh, my mom definitely smoked a little bit. My parents, like, my biological father was yeah. a huge pothead. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. My parents did other stuff. I know, like there was, you know, my dad is born in the late '50s and like grew up in the '60s and '70s. And I know my mom like dabbled with drugs and stuff like later in life. We lived in the Golden Triangle of Hong Kong, so it was like very much more accessible i believe um i don't hold it me to it again i i believe maybe maris knows yeah maris probably knows (laughs) but uh yeah marijuana i don't think so and i i don't did not try it in high school i did not try it in middle school like even university like i guess it was just more difficult to get you know we're talking you know early 2000s um but it's interesting because again, like kids now, I mean, all these kids have jewels and stuff like, you know, all these like smoking things that they're doing. So I'm sure it's a hop, skip and a jump to, uh, to the marijuanas. Do you think it's a gateway drug marijuana? I don't know that I do believe that to be honest with you. I don't think so. And that's coming from someone who smoked very early on. Um, so some of the group that I started smoking weed with, Mm -hmm. I remember vivid, we were at this girl's house, and some of my friends were like, oh, I'll try anything once. Hmm. And I was like, red flag. And I slowly started going a different route mm. and never ended up trying some of that stuff, mm. um, which some people I do know that I went to high school with did the try harder that route. stuff, the harder mm. route. Yeah. Shit. And it didn't work out well for a few of them. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, that's, that's my stop. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, like, so, I mean, they're thinking of legalizing uh, psychedelic mushrooms in Oregon, right? You gotta mm-hmm. love Oregon. They're so forward with a lot of things, some things. Um, and I mean, my sort of feeling is if like if it grows in the ground, like it's going to be less harmful than something that was like made in a lab, like ecstasy or MDMA, or any of these drugs that like are chemicals, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I do know a girl from middle school. I think marijuana can exacerbate mental illnesses, right? Like if you have, if you're predisposed, right? So I do know someone that had a nasty situation and I think it was pretty bad um, for her, but you know, for the most part, like I personally think alcohol is more of a scourge, scourge on our society than marijuana. Because really with marijuana, you're not going to get into a fight and glass someone in the face. You know, like drunks are scary. Marijuana stoner type people are sleepy and hungry. So mm-hmm. there is a funny scene. Relaxed. In the, there is a funny scene in this film where he goes to like AA um, to try to get clean, <laughs> to try to like, because he meets a hot girl, Thurgood's character. Yeah, Mary Jane is Mary, her name. Mary Jane, which is also a euphemism for marijuana, yeah. right? Yes. I don't know that. So yeah. everyone's laughing, and I was like, oh, what? Great Rick uh, James song, Mary okay. Jane. Um, and he goes, and like Bob Saget's character stands up and is like, says something about cocaine. You ever suck dick for coke? Yeah. No, uh, he's like, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now the guy's like, like, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. And boo <laughs> this man. And everybody starts throwing Cause stuff. Because they're, they're like, marijuana's not a real drug, not right? Not a real drug, yeah. 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 So, so I just love the take uh, yeah. and the direction that they took everything. In this I mean, movie. also, you see in this film, like, they're harmless, right? The guy that mm-hmm. goes to jail, I feel so bad for him. Okay, that is one thing. There's a lot of butt raping jokes in this film <laughs> well prison jokes <laughs> prison yeah. jokes but yeah. it's centered around him getting his ass penetrated yeah, don't by drop, someone you ever heard like don't drop don't the drop soap. the soap yeah. and he drops the Fresh soap face. and everyone looks and then it's like oh shit you know yeah. lots of like you're my bitch this and da, da, da. like that's a very negative stereotype <laughs> of prison um because not everybody wants to fuck ass in prison i would imagine um so that was something that i was like oh those jokes definitely were very 90s, you know. Like, yeah, for sure. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that poor guy shouldn't have been in jail for killing the horse. It was an accident. Yeah. And, and then they... cop killer. <laughs> Kindergarten he's a cop, cop, killer. cop killer. And then they, the friends kind of abandon him there, right? Like, they, one of them buys the ashes of... Who is it? He, oh, Jerry Garcia. He Jerry was, uh, Garcia. From Grateful Dead. Okay, so he buys those guys, that guy's ashes, and then the other guy buys a dog called Killer... Um, and what is what what does Jim Brewer say? He's like, you got Mary Jane a pearl necklace, and Thurgood yeah. goes, you really didn't understand that story, did you? Yeah, lots <laughs> of jokes. And Mary Jane, it should be noted, is uh, she's not into the marijuana. Her dad is in prison for mm-hmm. for it for and selling drugs, for selling yeah. it. And selling at the marijuana. end, and at the end of the film, spoiler: this film also has like some weird fantasy that I want to talk about. But he has this joint, and he's standing on the Brooklyn Bridge, and he looks at it, and he's like, "I got to say goodbye." And then there's this woman's face in there, and he throws her off the bridge, and then he she's like, "Just hit me one last time." He goes, "Okay." And he's like, "I yeah. can't." But he he chooses the girl over the drugs, and which I saw there might have been an alternate scene. I saw where that he too. Jumps, jumps off after, after it. It. very yeah. dark. Very yeah, dark. exactly. <laughs> but so the fantasy elements in this film are funny because obviously it's a stoner movie, and when you're a little high, sometimes things silly things happen and whatever. Um, and there's like a fl- couple flying scenes where they feel like they're floating. Yeah, yeah, that's Very one where you can kind of see they're on the wire. Yeah. It's oh, like it's bad green screen. Yeah. The dog is like sitting there <laughs> flying. Um, 
<laughs> Tamara Davis was doing uh, the dog paws. That was her. I read that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the director. And how funny is that tangent with uh, Jim Brewer, Brian's character? He's like, "No, man, Killer was born to a three-legged bitch of a mom, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was ashamed of that, man." Yeah. <laughs> he starts talking about it, gets into fighting, and he's like, yeah. uh, Thurgood goes, man, I never say this, but you smoke entirely too much weed." Yeah. There's a lot of like, <laughs> I mean, it really just like encapsulates like stoner culture, like the tangents, yeah. like the crazy shit. Um, so eventually, they get too big for their britches. So Dave Chappelle also plays this like rapper singer guy what's his yeah. name so smoke a lot so smoke a lot and then <laughs> you know he's like basically crouching on this other guy's territory so he's like i want to see mr nice guy and they freak <laughs> out and dave Chappelle pretends to be jamaican because this other guy was like yeah he's jamaican yeah Show- uh, scarface scarface like, Show- i don't know that's how i pictured him b and then we move into like sort of Austin Powers territory. He's got all these like female assassins in the room, and like it's very. Yeah, I mean, listen, Clarence this movie, yeah. this movie is silly from <laughs> start to silly. finish. It's silly, Amazing. but it's harmless, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they they do talk about like the different kinds of stoners, and like it's very. What kind of stone? Which one did? You, okay, so did you agree with some of those? Like, do you do you kind of get, or have you not spent too much time around? I haven't like, spent. Potheads yeah. For, well, yeah. I mean, you know, we have some friends that do dabble a lot in, but I would say like most of my friends are recreational users, right? Yeah, not so everyday like, smokers. No, and I mean, I guess I liked the woman who like felt like she she should read out her poetry. You know, she's a. <laughs> she, sometimes I guess like you know you you think substances are going to help you free up your mind or whatever. Um, yeah. So I can relate to that, but. <laughs> What about you? Did you have one that you were like, that's um, me? No, not really like that directly, but it, it is kind of funny. Like the MacGyver smoker, Stephen Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I, we have, me and my buddies have been that a few times. Okay, and give me a, just a joke. Give me give a me snorkel, a, yeah. the, you know, papers. Yeah. I've made bongs with less. And you got to be adaptive because you couldn't just go walk into a store like you can today and go buy rolling papers or not like uh, now. You know, blunt or a pipe. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta figure it out. So I yeah. thought that was hilarious. And then yeah, Willie Nelson being the OG, but that was Janine Garofalo. I'm only creative when I'm high smoker. Yeah, she's, she's like, an amazing Let me read actress. You some poetry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So interestingly, I mean, it was a film directed by a woman, which is great. I mean, I love mm-hmm. to see it. Tamara Davis. She was also known for being a music video director, which is cool because there's a couple fake music videos in this with <laughs> So Smokes a Lot, and she does it. Um, but I would be very interested to know uh, if she was like a partaker of marijuana or like what her take was on it because it's, Could be. you know, it's this is very much like in my mind like a guy's comedy, and yeah. I love I loved that it had a female director. I thought have it was you seen cool. some of the other movies she's done? I have. Haven't no uh, Billy Madison. Oh well, I have seen yeah, yeah or CB4. That was Chris Rock. I haven't seen that. Another no. hilarious movie. And her husband is Mike Davis. He was in oh. the in the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. Which which makes sense because I so. read that she was influenced by the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. uh, either a so. music video or something. So she's probably all in that culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you sign up to do a movie like this if you didn't know at least something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did what did you think about the portrayal of the police in this film? Um, I mean, I thought that guy killed it with that character. Yeah. Um, you're talking about the the horse cop? No, I mean, I'm just talking or about like, like how, yeah, there's one point where Chappelle's character, someone's like, oh, we should call the police. And Chappelle's character's like, absolutely not. You know, because he's the black guy. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. The, yeah. I've been pulled over for DWB. 
What's that? Driving while black. Oh, a driver. Oh yeah. Ask Libby. She, the the time we were supposed to go to um, Corbin's birthday, I got pulled over. Oh dear. Yeah, and he was his cop was fucking with me, just for no reason. But yeah. I mean, it it gave me a little bit of anxiety, you know, watching this film and like there's one or two like black people that are kind of the main characters we've got rachel true who plays mary jane and we've got chappelle playing thurgood and it's like it just gave me kind of a weird feeling because it never made a commentary on the fact that black and brown people are targeted more for crimes like regarding this Mm -hmm. but it's something that was in the back of my mind for sure you know we touched on it yeah but this kind of movie it's all-encompassing of just weed culture right yeah so they're all boys and i love that this is pretty diverse movie um as far as casting goes as well like you said you got two leads who are who are black you got a hispanic lead um i think it's more i think it's more just my reticence or like fear of the police now that like it was like kind of maybe that's just again the 2021 backdrop yeah, of it you know yeah. like when they were around i was like oh you know because sure. and i've met and cool he's... cops too right i mean the coolest one i met was a black dude so he maybe he just let me skate but i've met other like cool white cops that have just been hey man just uh, just get home or you know what I mean when I'm yeah. underage and I'm I mean, drinking or something like but that but you've got so, to you've got to like think as well systemically like police though. probably now yeah. I mean if they don't they should use marijuana as like a you know anxiety is very real and it's raised mm-hmm. hugely but it's what they are told to push that's a, a syst- that's systematic they're supposed to go into these communities make sure people aren't carrying guns and then by doing these pat downs um Mm. they find marijuana and then they got to take that person in that's why some of these cities and states started to decriminalize so if they found it on you they weren't taking you to jail right you're okay getting a fine it's under three ounces some places wasn't even that if Mm. it's under a certain amount of weed all right just keep it moving right Mm. because they're not hurting anybody and it was Mm. bullshit that they were patting people down in these areas anyways Mm. um so that's kind of been on and off in some cities where they try it out doesn't really work because they're trying to you know maybe crime is a little more rampant in those areas um and it's just i don't think it's something that really works um but that's how a lot of people were going to jail because they were getting weed on them and because they're just being randomly stopped it wasn't a big thing in this film but like certainly so spoiler alert towards the end they kind of like get busted and they have to sort of make a deal with the feds and they go in with a wire the whole thing (laughs) again like i think it's just like i just don't trust like drugs and black people and police like it's just there was a moment where i was like slightly uncomfortable i was curious to hear so what part I think it's when he gets pulled. They, they get pulled in with the FBI. Or, is yeah. it the, are they the FBI? Yeah. I was, I was just like, it was just funny. I mean, I guessed right away that they were going to get a hot box. Like, duh. That was such a mm-hmm. silly setup. In the van. And then they're like giggling. But I was like, man, this is just like making me feel a little uncomfortable. Like throwing the black guy out in front <laughs> with I the wire. I thought it was great, though because... Um... <laughs> He, that's Thurgood's idea. And yeah. when they're sitting in the room, and it's kind of funny, they got the phone book that's duct taped. Did you catch mm-hmm. that? No. Yeah. yeah, so there's a phone book that's duct taped. So, like, cops would probably beat people with oh, that to get a confession. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only reason why a phone book would be duct taped and on the table. But Thurgood goes, I can't give you Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> like, we can't do that. But what I can give you is Samson Simpson. He's like, yeah. let's do this. I'll wear the wire. So I just, I, I, 
I mean, the co- see what you're saying and get what you're saying, but just this the movie, context, yeah, exactly how there's how this whole movie is structured. But the, the film as well, like the the police are so silly. Like the guy with the horse, and then <laughs> these two guys are idiots. You know, they're giggling. They're reading um, a love letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah love Jane. letter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just something to think about, especially like with the conversation about decriminalization and you know making it legal and people still incarcerated. I think. Yeah, it's just something I think about, and I'm trying to wrap my my brain around. Well, they should let them go. <laughs> I mean, let my people yeah. go. Uh, what do you think about Chappelle's career? Um, I think it's amazing. So I've had conversations with people, like, what was the highlight of his career? Mm. I mean, which is silly, you know, it's but he people said commenting so much, on yeah. this person, yeah. right? His yeah. life. What do you think the high was for him? Some people say it's the Chappelle show. I would say it's right now. Um, yeah, because of how influential he is and the way he talks about like pretty much like zeitgeist of mm. you know what's going on in the culture in the world and it's in a comedy sketch where he can be so raw so straightforward and speak his mind and be so talented that he can you know swing these things back around into jokes oh, like he's take inc- it get he- super in depth on a subject and then have a joke sitting there he's right incredibly the intelligent yeah. i think you it's should interesting. see him anybody should see him in person if they can yeah i mean god i would love yeah. to I, but i think it's interesting because i was you know diving deep this film didn't do well at the time when it came out caused a rift between him and the writer neil mm-hmm. um and then you know he had the Chappelle show all these things were going his way. And then he basically stepped away from comedy for a number of years. And people yeah. were speculating why. And I remember watching the interview where he came back, in quotation marks, and he was like, it just got too much for me. And it just, you know, he felt like he was doing the Chappelle show and then he felt like people were laughing at the wrong beats. You know, and was he... It's, was he- uh, it's not all that. He has um, a stand-up where he speaks directly to it. Okay. Um, try to find it and I ask anybody listening to this try to see it too if they thought the same thing because there was a lot of uncertainty and why Mm. he did it and he didn't speak too much on it but he talks about this um gentleman named iceberg slim who Mm. was uh who was a pimp and basically it was like he felt like he was getting kind of pimped by Ah. the whole system yeah um i've heard other comedians say like they kept turning him down in Hollywood and mm-hmm. he would always come back with, with different um, shows, different ideas. And he broke through a few times and that Chappelle show was amazing. Yeah. And what they, what they did, I forgot what platform, but they put it up and he like said like, well, what the fuck? I'm not getting paid for this. They actually paid him out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably the first time that's ever happened where a, a company owns a show, somebody else buys it or whatever. And they pay, and he's like, hang on a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not getting a check for this. You guys are well, putting it on these two platforms now. And I read, I read a couple different things, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, because he, one thing I did read was that, yeah, he felt like he was getting burnt out. And, like, I, I think one thing I wanted to raise is, like, we don't give people enough credit. And I think now we're seeing it with, like, Simone Biles stepping away from the Olympics. And um, what's her first name? Uh, Osaka. Naomi, mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, she stepped away from mental health. Like, you know, being an entertainer of Chappelle's level is an incredible amount of stress, right? And it's a lot of pressure. And I think I was reading he had like a deal on the table for $15, $50 million and he walked mm-hmm. away from it and people were like, what the fuck? But like, he, he was... talked about that too. He said at that, right. with that kind of money, which he's crushing right now and making Yeah. Oh my but goodness. he said, he, he was saying, uh, the interview I saw, you got to have barriers 
yeah. with that kind of money, and he doesn't he doesn't really like that. Um, so there's probably a couple different aspects on why he stepped away, but one of those was that too. Like, you know, I kind of want to be around people. I don't want to have to put walls up with me and my family. Yeah. Um, so maybe he just navigates it better now, um, and he can have it all. But yeah, it's, he's he's the goat. He and is the as guy. far as my opinion is for oh, stand-up his co- comedy. His comedy is something that I've studied. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a, his own brand, and I I absolutely mm-hmm. love the guy. And I think this film is a great uh, snapshot of like yeah, just like classic humor because so much of it is his delivery and like his physicalness and like yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So David, if you were going to give someone a shout out from this film, who would you choose? Um, I'm actually going to do a couple here. Yeah. So first, um, I just wanted to say shout out um, to Clarence Williams, the third. Mm-hmm. He, we actually lost him this year in June. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing actor. He was on um, like the Mod Squad mm-hmm. when he was younger, um, Reindeer Games, but one of the most like favorite movies of mine um, that he's been in was let's see he was in hoodlum and it's just this amazing like mobster kind of movie and he played kind of a character who gets stepped on a little bit by his boss and it's just hard to navigate and i think he did an amazing job with that and he was in american gangster with denzel so great he was doing it for a very long time um and you'd definitely see him know him if you saw him and this was the samson simpson character and then for my shout out i'm going with brian patrick who was Mm. in the art department and he worked on like set design because their apartment apartment, it is just so many things that pop out in like the record store so i just basically just based off the apartment that they had was so late 90s and or early 90s late what do they call that bong again billy bong thornton billy bong thornton (laughs) yeah and they also have Wesley Pipes. Wesley yeah. Pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Such a well, hilarious show. So yeah, we see you. We appreciate you. We see you. you. We appreciate you. That was a great art department. We loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to go with Tamara Davis. I think, you know, it's so rare, unfortunately, to see female directors, like from this time period at least. Like we're seeing more female directors now, and I love to see it because I feel like it's great to have creatives from both genders, all the genders, sorry, I should say, mm. um, represented. And it just, it adds something to the storytelling. But she was, yeah, a music video director for a long, long time. And she also has directed a couple things uh, recently in TV, like P-Valley, Stargirl, The Politician, Dead to Me, Miracle Workers, all amazing TV shows if you haven't seen any of them. So, um Tamara, we see you and we, we appreciate you. We see you, we appreciate you. you. You crushed this. Crushed it. And I, and I think. see before and Billy Madison. All of them. But yeah. I also think it's interesting, yeah, to have this female touch to this because it could have gone. We've seen some all male comedies where it goes like completely off the rails. And I think mm-hmm. having a woman in like the main. Woman's creative, touch. Yeah. It just like kept it to the point where it was like silly and funny, but not like too many dick jokes, you know? Yeah. But yeah, do you think that this film aged like milk, David? I do not. I mm. think this is like a hemp milk with a hemp, oh. with a with a hemp carton that's biodegradable, <laughs> and you know it lasts last a little longer in the fridge, and it just tastes delicious. It, it's like hey. It's a little bit, a little bit older, you know. You can call it a little outdated because mm. of like the zip line or the yeah. the scene where they're floating stuff like that. Some of the green screen stuff, but all over, it's just like, man, this this feels right. Mm. And 
I appreciate this movie so much. And Dave Chappelle, Neil, Neil Brennan, and Tamara Dave, everybody involved in this. Yeah. Uh, much love. Much Great love. Movie. I guess I would yeah. agree with you. I think, again, the things that I have problems with and, like, you know, it would be interesting re- to revisit this film in 10, 15, 20 years to see where we're at with, like, the legalization of marijuana. Well, hopefully and, it's five years at the moment. I mean, hopefully, but, like, yeah. I'm saying if it's 20 years in the past, they're going to watch this film, or sorry, in the future, they're going to be like, what? You know, like, it, it, <laughs> there's just some things that will seem so crazy, I hope, like the fact that people had to sneak around to do this because you can probably buy weed at Ralph's or wear a Trader Joe's, you know, <laughs> just get some at the, at the checkout counter. Yeah. So I will say, I don't think this film aged like milk, but I do think there's elements that I'm excited to see not even be like kind of a conversation, you know? For sure. Um, let's get this, uh, let's get federalization on the ballot seriously. and everybody vote for it and then let seriously. people out. I just, Let's people need to, with. people need to get out. There's people yeah. serving time for crimes that like don't even exist in this state anymore. So yeah, missing their families. Yeah. I'm not into that. Um, but no, I'm glad you brought this movie to my attention. A very mm-hmm. silly comedy, definitely lighter than some of the films we've covered. Um, like alien was not a comedy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I loved it. And I think everyone should, and if you haven't seen it like me, go check it out. It's, um, on stars, Showtime, Amazon Mm. prime. You can rent it for like four bucks. It's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. You guys are just chilling out, you know, enjoy this movie. Mm. Just enjoy it. It's $4 to see Dave Chappelle's like physical comedy acting is like totally (laughs) worth it. No, I'm glad you brought it to my attention and I'm excited Mm to, Watch some more stoner comedies. We'll have to do some more because uh, they are silly and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks, David. You should check your fridge. Make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Because gross milk is gross. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Bye.